Hello and welcome to another This Is The Music podcast. This week I'm joined by Bailey and Steve from Darlings who are on the stroke at midnight will be releasing their latest single Why, which is a real energetic song and holds a sentimental nostalgic feeling that we can all relate to. Bailey, Steve, thanks so much for coming on today. How are you both doing? I'm good, thanks, Thank brother. Thanks for having us. Mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Good, good. Glad to hear it. And uh, as I say, thanks very much for coming on and uh, giving up your time this evening. I'm excited at the moment. Yeah, I can imagine. Excited big... for, the, for the tunes to come out. It's been a long while. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So um, just before we kick off, um, well, as we kick off even, um, can you tell the listeners a bit about how the band started, how you all met and um, how the name of the band came about? Yeah, we were actually going through this the other day, weren't we? And it's funny because I've always obviously, from when I started playing, always done bits and bobs with bands and um, hadn't for ages though. And I started writing these new tunes and I was out at a gig um, to see Johnny Lloyd from Tribes. Don't know if you're, if you're aware or familiar. Yeah. Uh, big fan. And I ended up going out, bumping into him, having a few beers with him and it was a really good night. And he was doing a gig at the Half Moon in Stortford. So there's me pissed and saying, oh, blagging it. So we'll support you. Didn't have a band to back me up or anything. And uh, he helped me to it. But when I, when I reached out to him afterwards and he kind of confirmed it, I like, well, I need to get myself a band now. So I was only mucking around with uh, the drummer at the time, Guy. We are doing acoustic gigs and pubs and stuff. And then um, obviously I've been mates with Bailey for years. And then we just kind of got together. And then Rowan at the time, who was in a band, I'd been gigging with him beforehand with another band we've been in. So I just kind of... We, yeah, we'd all kind of been playing with each other. Yeah. We'd, yeah, we'd all been playing with each other like on and off for years. Me and Steve had always talked about um, just playing in a band together, and we had like the odd rehearsal here and there where we'd we'd, we'd play a song or we'd do like a couple of songs that we knew, mm. and uh, and then it would just like, fizzle out. <laughs> fizzle out. Yeah, we'd end up getting pissed, or it'd just be me and Steve were the only ones that actually were bothered about it. And uh, yeah, and then we ended up. Um, meeting i'm a guy who uh, steve met at work and then uh rowan our original guitarist kind of uh, was through through steve as well and then yeah we were uh, we were just thrown into it head first because we had a gig in two weeks or whatever that we didn't have a set list for and uh, yeah and the name the name we uh we actually we were recording our first four tunes uh, uh we just oh, like did uh, like four demo tracks yeah and uh, yeah, it's about a year ago. We recorded four tracks that um, uh, that we did. They're just like sort of demo-y ones. And um, we, we we did have a different... When we first started, obviously, that there was that first gig and we were like, oh, God, we uh, we need a name. <laughs> we need a name for the band. And we were called Waze, yeah, W-A-Y-Y-S, which is a terrible name for a band. For and we should... well, I don't know why I thought that was a good idea at yeah. the time. We were like, yeah, you know, we were like... Guy. But, Ways is cool, but put two Ys there because that would be cool. And uh, yeah, so we ended up doing that. And then we got back from our like first session of recording ever. And we were like, the name's pretty shit, isn't it? Like, <laughs> the, name's, the name's pretty bad. So uh, we were like, oh, we like, we need a new band name, but we like, we like names like Idols and Blossoms and mm-hmm. like single word name straight to the point is, is quite a bit of sweet kind of opposing the opposite of what the band's about kind of thing and that was kind of the thing yeah. that was going at the time yeah and, and then our uh, mate, old harry yes. g yeah we were we were we were sat at a weatherspoons afterwards 
and uh, we were like, oh yeah, we were looking at online at words like other word for love or other word for like just uh, alternative words for different stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, our mate like spoke to a waitress come over to the table and like gave her our mate Harry as food, and, she, and he was like, oh thanks, darling. And we were like, me and Steve looked at each other, and we were like, oh wait, what about yeah. that? And that, that was it. And we were all like, yeah, that's yeah. sick. And so, uh, darlings yeah, we were born. There. Yeah. Terrible, like, uh, inspiration for a name, but I think it's quite cool. No, I, I love it. I think that's great. I really do. <laughs> Probably a little EastEnder as well, isn't it? He was like, oh, all right, darling. And we loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just, yeah, it fitted ever since, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. That's that's a great um that's a great like Apart backstory from, there and stuff and how you've yeah. how you've eventually got to you know got to where you want to get to type of thing you know so oh great yeah, yeah. the only problem with having a, a one word name is that everyone puts the in front of it <laughs> every band has the same problem but yeah, no, no. people always call us the darlings and it's an it's an that's a whole different that's a whole different name the darlings yeah yeah. <laughs> So um, as we mentioned at the top of the show, there um, we're obviously just hours away now from the um, the new single dropping. Um, what was the influence behind the song? Is it about anything in particular? Um, yeah, and... I mean it's about yeah, definitely a lot of the songs I write. They're a lot about what I'm going through at the time and emotions and stuff, and just kind of uh, I try and keep it as relatable as I can to everyone else who's who's listening to it. Um, it's got it's definitely got a theme about to it but I let everyone else kind of figure it out for themselves and they can kind of relate to it of how they like to and portray it of how, what they're going through at the time as well. Yeah, but it just everyone's everyone's been in relationships. Yeah, 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 everyone's been in relationships. Everyone like, everyone's been with a boy, everyone's been with a girl that uh, they like had troubles with and stuff like that. And that's sort of like the relatable thing about our songs that they're, uh, they're yeah, I think it's, it's good that they're quite relatable to be honest, because... Steve's quite good yeah. at writing songs that are broad for everyone. I try and keep them, you know, short, snappy, catchy and relatable. And uh, yeah, I have a lot of fun doing it. But yeah, I'll just, it's funny, I was at um, a pub quiz at the pub we work in and I went to went to the toilet and the melody just hit me and I had to get my voice. So I get my phone out and then the next day I was like, what's this? So I was obviously too pissed to remember that <laughs> I night. Remember you sending like, me oh, the yeah. voice note. Yeah, I was like, this is a good little hook. And then... Um, in rehearsals, I started playing it and then we all started just building it up and yeah, it just sounded mega. And it just, since then we built onto it and just excited for everyone else to hear it. Could have had it for like a year now, banked up. So yeah, yeah, yeah just stuff. before lockdown hit, we recorded a demo of it. And uh, and yeah, we've literally, obviously we got the demo of it and we were never allowed to do anything with it. So it was just No, no I'll tell you outrageous. what, we did, it was after lockdown when we were allowed a little bit of freedom again. We did the demo, but we did, we did it live at the, at the uh, start, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a little bit different now, but yeah, that, it went down really well. We really enjoyed playing it. And we got a lot of um, like feedback from it on that night. And uh, so, yeah, it's cool to actually have it now, proper ready to go. People to wrap their ears around. Well, I'm, I, I agree with you. I think it's a, it's a great uh, song. I, I really enjoy it from the... Um, Luckily, uh, been lucky enough, obviously, to listen to it and stuff. Um, have you heard uh, it? Have you? Heard? Yeah, you I've, I've, yeah. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, I, and I, I really hope it does really, really well. To be honest. Um, so oh, yeah, thanks, so mate. you you kind of just Thank touched you, on it there a little bit um, with the obviously you sat on the song for a year. 
But um, obviously, with yeah. the current uh, pandemic, how um, causing a lot of havoc, obviously for everybody, but in particular for you guys. Um, so, how did you go about recording this song? Um, and have you got? Um, and was it any different to how you've released um, your song? Uh, you know, like uh, previous songs. Yeah, well, obviously it was a bit of a nightmare because, as I said, we were sat on it for so long. And uh, Steve, you disappeared. Oh, there you are. Yeah, I've got a cool. We were sat on it for sorry. so long. So popular, mate. That's just a problem. Know, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. As as I said, we were sat on the song for so long that uh, we and we weren't allowed to do anything with it, and it was just a nightmare. And then uh, the government guidelines were that um, you're allowed to, if if you're in a, a COVID secure um, facility or recorded studio towards yeah. towards the end of like after Christmas, New Year, we we're allowed to do it. And uh, luckily one of our friends took over uh, a recording studio and um, and yeah, it means that we were, we were able to do that because of, of new guidelines, which is cool. It seems really weird that out of all the things that we're allowed to do, we're allowed to do that, but we're, we're very thankful for the fact that we are allowed yeah. to do it. Yeah. We're not complaining, so yeah. Oh, okay, so during, um, not necessarily just this uh, recording why, but in general in the recording studio, have you got any funny stories that you can you can share with us? I'm trying to think. I think all of them. Any spring to mind? When we're, all, when we're all together. We're yeah, a lot of beers I think involved. Yeah, a lot of, I think especially because we've got, um, it's, it was all like, uh, over our Instagram and stuff, we've got uh, our new guitarist, Liam. Yes, yeah. And he's like, He's been a good friend of, of the band for a while anyway, and bringing him in is just like, we're all just an absolute nightmare. We're all like overexcited little toddlers when we get together. Two minutes yeah. in, we're like, oh, right, I suppose we'll go get a crate of beer then. <laughs> like, no matter what. And uh, yeah. yeah, we're all just overexcited all the time. Everything that we record, we're like, yeah, oh my God, that's so sick. Uh, we're all excited, yeah, it's good. It's funny it's because I was trying to be good. I was doing my, laying the guitar down and I was the last one to do the guitar, so the other boy was drinking. I was like, no, no, I'll be good because I need to play. After I put my guitar down, I was like, oh, relaxed now. I started drinking and I was proper like half cut towards the end. And then I realised I had to do my vocals. So when you're, when you're listening to these new songs, I'm proper pissed seeing them to, be, to bear in mind. Yeah, all, all of us. By the end of the recording, we've got the, uh, there's like some backing vocals. Me and Steve are doing vocals together towards the end of the song. Us two are battered whilst recording them too. Yeah. <laughs> I think you probably can tell. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> probably not a good thing, is it? I, I'm like, yeah. I think they're definitely going to have to be at, uh, released at some point in the future. Them uh, these drunk recordings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If the yeah, add right. some add some flair to the songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you obviously just uh, touched there that um, on that Liam joined the band uh, quite recently, um, and it sounds yeah. like you already know him. Um, did he have to go through any audition process at all to, to get that yeah. spot, or was it no, just really a case of? You knew him anyway, and just yeah, we, fitted in with the dynamic. We of the knew band. him. Not really. Yeah, nice. Honestly, he was. Yeah, he was. He was supposed to join the band on Stimps, really, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he, again, he joined. Um, I always say one of my recruiters. It was every time someone works at a bar, they end up. I work at a bar, so then guy joined. He ended up in the drums, and then Liam's joined the, behind the bar, and he's on guitar. So um, I just said to him, um, he was probably like I could tell he was into his music and that, and I thought he'd our style and. And we're talking about music tastes. And uh, I said, well, at the minute, we haven't got any guitar spaces because our guitarist at the time was still with us. But I said, we could, uh, you know, we could benefit from a synth player 
would you like to? Like I say, it, yeah. it was all going to do it, but it weren't too kind of like over the moon with it. It was going to be our handyman, like do the odd guitar mm-hmm. bits or something. And then it kind of fell through with our other guy. He just didn't want, want to do it anymore, unfortunately. Um, but then it's worked out it well because then... It through lockdown. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it hit him massively. And um, But yeah, then obviously I opened up the door for Liam and it all kind of come back together again. And yeah, and the first time... I'm glad, to be fair, I'm glad it did for him as well because Liam's such a, an amazing guitarist and um, yeah. obviously it's, it's, a, it's sad to lose a band member, but to gain someone that we get on with so well. He ain't died, the... baby. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to put it. <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean. But it's all yeah. It's it's sad to lose a band member because obviously you, you you gig and you do all sorts with with those people. But to get in someone that fills that place and we get on with so well and absolutely smashes it is 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 amazing. Yes, yeah, straight away from word go. Yeah, it was just right. Well, this is it then, isn't it? Kind of thing. And it's funny because obviously like us three are up front on the stage. We ain't done any gigs yet, but I think me, Steve and Liam sort of look like anti-Hanson. Right, okay. <laughs> we, all, we all look a bit similar. It's a bit weird. So we could we might be able to we've get away been, with uh, the old like triplets in a band thing. Yeah, we've been mistaken for brothers though, all of us at one point. Me and you used to get it all the time. Yeah, my, my hair was longer. And then before that I That could knew be old Liam, gimmick. Yeah, before I knew Liam, people used to say to me, we see him out and about, and like, is that your brother? Mm. So it's funny, yeah. It was meant to be. Oh, okay. Wow. That's, um, well, next time I see Liam, I'll, um, I'll do a quick compare and see if I can see the similarities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, very humble, by the way, aren't we? <laughs> so you guys have, um, you've obviously previously sold out the um, Eastington Academy, haven't you? Um, which is one of my favourite venues uh, in London. Um, have you got any other ambitions yeah, for other venues in London or like across the country that you're, you know, you hope to play at some point in the future when yeah, you can get back gigging and stuff? Me and Steve are talking about this, aren't we? We're talking about yeah. our venue because we did a, uh, we did a little like Q and A or whatever on the uh, on the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And uh, someone asked, "What's well, like your favourite venue in London?" And me and Steve both love. We've been loads of times to uh, Brixton. Oh, great venue. Yeah. Oh, I love that venue. It's like a, a, a good first tour venue, isn't it, for, for a band coming out and they just kind of, you know, got on there kind of thing. And seeing them there, you're never going to do it again if they, get, if they get bigger. But I've seen plenty of bands that return to them and they're on a, like a bigger status and it's just, it's hitting them all. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, King Tut would be cool, wouldn't it, in Glasgow? Yeah. Oh, that's... Um, yeah, King Tut. Yeah, everyone says King Tut's the nurse seems to be the um, yeah, like King Tut's the show. Obviously, there's, the, yeah, there's yeah. the classics like that that everyone wants to do, but then if you really want to set your set your heights, obviously, White Hart Lane would be pretty, uh, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, for you, yeah, <laughs> when you get to our stadium tour, obviously, I want to go Spurs Stadium. Okay, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll I'll pretend I didn't hear that as a as a West Ham fan, but um, yeah. Yes, oh, really? I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, mate. I don't know if you can see in the background. I've got the old. Uh... We're losing. Don't worry, all my family, so. West Ham. <laughs> oh, that's all right. We'll get on then. <laughs> I'm not. Mate, yeah. uh, don't worry. We'll take West Ham Stadium. We'll play it. Don't worry. Well, well, yeah, we're well, good enough for the Stones. You know, to be fair, we're not in the ground, but. But that's for yeah. There's so many. There's so many venues. Just even like. Even like things like um, like Cambridge Corn Exchange and stuff. Like I've been to so many times when I was younger, and like going up to London to Brixton and stuff like that. 
uh, Coco. I don't know if Coco is still there, is it? In a, no, it's not. We passed it in the summer mm. and it's all boarded up. Did he, did he not have a all fight? those sort of venues where you just something like... happened in there was recent, like, yeah, or something? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe I, I just took it for granted that it was to do with um, COVID, but yeah, I don't know. It could well be. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of venues, venues that in that sort of period of my life where I like really got into music and going to gigs, then I'd just go see anyone I was interested in. If I could play any of those gigs that I went to as a teenager, like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this band. It'd be the coolest thing ever. And yeah. like things like Reading Festival, if I ever even like got to play the smallest stage in the world at Reading Festival, it would be the coolest thing in the world for me because Reading Festival was like my like glorious yeah, sure. The best thing in the world to me. Yeah, it's more it's like that's though. If I played in a two man tent in a car park, I'd oh, fucking yeah, made it. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, while we're, we're talking about live music still, have you got any plans for, for live gigs for the rest of the year? And um, if you have, what would be on the Darlings Tour Rider? <laughs> good question that is a great question <laughs> really good question I don't have to be too honest <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you have Bailey on, on the rider uh, well yeah should we start with the first question uh, yeah, we got some stuff lined up obviously none of nothing's announced yet but we're literally we're both like all of all four of us are the most eager get out and gig i can't wait to just to just go and yeah just go out and smash it we were yeah it'd be nice we love to to play local to us there's um mm-hmm. there's some sick little venues close to us that we love to play that we know that we can get all our like family and mates to and stuff and then obviously up london it's great because it's just up the road from us but we get you get like a whole new crowd of like people just want to come see music which is mm-hmm. great so we definitely, we've got a few things in the pipeline and we're, we're definitely going to smash them, I think. And I, I, I think that uh, after after lockdown, whoever's playing, everyone's going to want to go down the road and see. There's going to be a massive resurgence in wanting to see bands, DJs, anything like that. Yeah, it's going to go off in it, I think. Definitely, definitely. And what, and what about your and the rider? What you, what you chucking on there? To be fair, like, when we, when we do a gig... It's usually the first question is not like, oh, if you however you make however much money off of tickets or whatever. Yeah. It's always just like, so do we get a crate of beer or whatever? Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's the first we question. We normally do, don't we? We always get beer. I don't care about being paid for a gig. As long as we've got a crate in there, a crate or two, I'll take it. Yeah. But yeah, as long as there's there's lots of beer, Steve, you need uh we need ginger, ginger. shots. Ginger shot, I'm obsessed with. It's that that Mo, Motu stuff, whatever it's called. I'll get it in Sainsbury's. It's seven quid. Oh, it's yeah. Seven quid for a bottle. But bloody hell, I'm, I'm, I sing like bloody like Jesus at the end of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ginger shot's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're all quite. Uh, I think we all eat a lot as well, so we probably need a lot of food. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you you do. Not you personally. <laughs> All right. Jesus. No. <laughs> yeah, you do, mate. Jesus <laughs> Christ, you'll need a lot of food, mate. <laughs> no, you know what I meant. Yeah, you know mate, what as, as long as there's some, some booze on there, 
count us in, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> and some M&Ms, obviously, just the, uh, the red ones. The crispy kind, surely. Really, no, nut or... ones. It's got to be the nutty oh, ones. Oh, yeah. I'm just really? Thinking. Wrong then, mate. Yeah, the yellow, definitely, the yeah. Ones. Definitely. You can have your own list, mate. Do you know what I mean? About that. Get me a separate own. bowl. Me and Mark Take the blue on, ones yeah, out, obviously. Ones, mate. <laughs> I want only blue M&M's. Yeah. So, um, obviously, I know we're here today talking about the um, the release of Why, but have you got any other plans for more new music for like across the rest of the year at all? Or are you just sort of, at the minute, just concentrating on this one, getting that out and, and taking it from there? Yeah. We normally, when we go into the studio, we normally record a few at a time so we can kind of distribute throughout the year and give ourselves something to go by um, and, and work to. And I'm always constantly got other ideas and writing and, and always doing demos as well from each other's like we've all got like equipment that we can just record something down which is cool and get ready for rehearsal so there's expect a lot more to come this year definitely from us and we can't wait for yeah. everyone to hear everything. I think I think we can say that we uh when we recorded why we did record another track so that's ready to go we've got that in the bank and we're that's gonna put that out at some point it's a banging tune as well banging tune yeah recorded two tracks at the same time so that's that is going to come out we we haven't decided when or anything but it but we have and as well as that we've literally got so many songs in the bank like we've got like an album's worth of tunes ready to go if we record it and ready to go we've we've got so many tunes ready to go yeah it's i was in the studio early today just finishing one off and it's just sounding i sent you at dinner and it's sounding proper yeah getting there it's nice all all the time we're all having like Steve just Steve, Steve calls up and he's like, oh, I've just had a great idea for a song and he'll record it on his acoustic guitar, send it to us. I'll have an idea of a riff or something, I'll send it to him. Then that's literally like on a weekly basis we're doing it. So yeah, I, I think we're, so, we're all so passionate about it. And the fact that we've had a year where we're not allowed to do it, but we're all allowed to like, just like we've just been stuck in with our ideas. We've yeah. got so many things ready to go. Yeah. Wow, sounds like you've obviously been uh, really prolific and 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 obviously as frustrating as it has been, um, obviously been like used the time quite positively as well to get, you know, to sort of nail it. I guess, yeah. really, for want of a better word, really. It's been tough, isn't it? It's been a tough, tough time for a lot of people, but I think yeah, I've just put being, a beer down in the rest. Of... <laughs> a bit of a, what did you a bit of a crisis. <laughs> the beer's gone it's oh, gone sorry. everywhere it's gone everywhere oh, my new floor we're going to have to cancel <laughs> cancel the podcast no uh, things I do for booze eh right um, yeah sorry that's alright I'm quite rudely interrupted it's alright it is a it is a crisis mate don't worry we all understand yeah oh wow it looks like a smiley face on my leg look at this can you see that <laughs> can you, did you can you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mental, isn't it? Crazy. <laughs> what does that say? Such thing, Jesus, and a bit of toast or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Some star sign stuff. Um, sorry, what were we talking about? You're in your mark. Right. Yeah, <laughs> lockdown. We were saying lockdown. Lockdowns. It's been tough for a lot of people, including all of us. 
it's been it's been a horrible horrible time but it's been good i think for us and a lot of creative people that you've had that time whether you want it or not and whether it has affected you positively or negatively yeah channel that into into your i don't want to say your art but uh yeah your your art (laughs) <laughs> yeah the first lockdown i found really i was really productive with, with getting ideas and writing and, and it was actually i loved it It was brilliant i think it was just because it was a summer as well and normally moods are lifting you know yeah they're higher you know? and yeah. then um we had that little month one in before christmas and that was just a bit pony and then uh but then this one's been a bit at first i weren't really uh, it was just this a, bit odd. a nightmare in it yeah because christmas didn't feel like christmas did it let's be honest and then and then afterwards I, I just weren't really i was just brewing on ideas but all of a sudden i've had a new wave of different ideas and then we're working on my original ideas from the last lockdown so it's all just kind of that's coming back together to again yeah that's what i was saying to you mark about the fact that in towards the after christmas this lockdown they, they changed the guidelines that we could we could meet up and we could um in a studio professionally we were able to rehearse and yeah. i think even once going into that studio that just sets off all of us our minds are like going like crazy mm. i'm sending little riff ideas that i had on the guitar or on the bass or whatever all the time to steve he's sending me vocal ideas for him yeah it's uh i think doing that that one thing where you're back on track it just uh it sets your mind sure. going again sure so um You've obviously supported uh, Carl from the Libs and uh, Johnny from the uh, Tribes, as you mentioned earlier. Um, what were uh, what were those experiences like? Obviously, you, you did sort of touch on it a little bit earlier with the <laughs> with the Johnny story. <laughs> yeah, well, do, you wanna, do, you want, do you want to tell really? the story about that actual Johnny support slot? The actual support slot, yeah, it sounds a lot better in, in paper, doesn't it, than what it actually was. Right. Okay. So basically. Johnny Lloyd couldn't do it, so we ended up <laughs> we ended up doing it and headlining, and it was brilliant to be honest. It was a uh, it was the best. You know, I think it was, it was one of my favourite gigs we've ever done. Yeah, our first gig as a as a band. We nearly sold it out. Yeah, and um, he couldn't do it because he had other commitments or something, which is fair enough. And then we were a bit like nervous to do it because obviously we're a new band. Although it was local, and we knew all our mates to come down and everything, we were still you know. Yeah, you know, shit ourselves. So yeah, and we did that, and that was brilliant. And then the Carburet one was one of my favourite gigs we did. We were on, um, it was like a showcase yeah, well, for loads really of bands, and he did a DJ set afterwards. So um, we supported up up to uh, up until his uh, DJ set. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's really cool. We got a lot of like a lot of our mates down, and a lot of people from London, and obviously like all the other bands. We got to see some cool like uh, bands from London and stuff, and. Uh, yeah, that was a really, really fucking cool experience because the fact that we were supporting one of our heroes as well. Yeah, yeah it was cool. We swear, it? by the way, on this podcast because I feel like we've been doing it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. You you do whatever you want. It might, honestly, you go for it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was her start. <laughs> What's going on here? Uh Okay. Um, sorry, I had a 40 minute limit that just come up there for some strange That's reason. Fine. But anyway, um, so growing up, I, I think I can work out a little bit uh, some of the answers to this question. Um, what are your earliest musical memories? Um, any bands, um, songs or albums that stand out at all? Yeah. I can't think of any, mate. None have been a background. Or what about you, Steve? 
No idea, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be honest, the first the, the first album that really I've been into music. I, I was always into like more older stuff, like classic rock and that. And then and I always kind of used to slate modern music and be like, oh, you know, like it's, it's nothing compared to the you know the greats and whatever yeah. and whatnot. And then all of a sudden you hit that age and you start climbing up the the, uh, the areas and the decades. And I kind of hit what was currently going on. And then Kasabian suddenly were on the scene. And I never was really into him until West Wilder Pauper Lunatic Asylum come out of their third. And that, that honestly, it, as corny as it sounds, you get people say it's about albums, but it generally did. It changed my life. It changed my way of how I looked at music and what realised, it made me realise what I actually really wanted to do. Yeah, as a musician kind of thing, and so yeah, and that's that. That was a turning point at, at that time. And I was like fifteen or sixteen. I was like, Fuck. I was like, this is mental. So, uh, so yeah, and then it kind of just got me into like modern day music, and I was excited like for anything new to come out, and and I yeah, that was a sort of time like when when that come out, guitar music like dominated the, yeah. the charts, and that's all I dream in yeah, life is to get indie scene. where Arctic Monkeys, Fratellis, Kasabian were like. They were number one, and that's what people were listening to because that's jokes. Yeah, I, I feel like we're, we're sort of heading that direction, but but hopefully, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I was sort of the same. I uh, I wasn't. I remember the earliest uh, memories I have of music. It was pretty cool because uh, the earliest memories I have are like my mum driving me to school, and my mum having a uh, she had a Fiat Punto with a, a mini disc player in it. And uh, she had the, the ultimate Scar dub records on it. Right. And there's some absolute tunes on it. Like Long Shot Kick the Bucket as well. Yeah. Uh, nice. I yeah. What else. It's all like madness and like loads of like old school reggae tunes and thinking like, these are banging. And then um, as I got older and I was like going into primary school, I remember my mum having uh, Blur. She had Blur's greatest hits because I always remembered that album cover, you know, with the four, yeah, the four uh, headshots of it. Which you can kind of tell that we based our, our, our latest single on it. Don't uh, tell him. Yeah, blur Don't like fucking tell him. Blur, blur was like, <laughs> mate, it's a, it's an inspiration. They, um, yeah, blur was like the first band ever where my mum kind of told me about this band and and the fact that there was this rivalry in the nineties between this other band Oasis and it was a massive thing and she was team blur, and uh, and that's as far as it went and then. Obviously, when Gorillaz brought out their first album, I remember my mum having that, and I remember listening to that and knowing all the tunes off that and being like, "Oh my god, this is the coolest thing ever." <laughs> so my mum, so my mum, like on the drives to school, would would play a lot of really great tunes, and I only realised when I was a bit older that my mum has amazing taste in music. Like, and I remember hearing Green Day's "American Idiot" and thinking it was the, the coolest thing ever, and uh, and like just the fact that these guitars were like. <laughs> Yeah, and I like, remember when that and came that was out. music that, that people used to listen to, and it was played on the radio all the time and stuff like that. And uh, and yeah, I think I can thank my mum for quite a good taste of music, but my dad as well. My dad's got um, my dad's into all his reggae and um, and funk. And like when I started to realise more about music, I asked my dad and my mum about their tastes, and I I kind of made it my mission to listen to as much music as possible and get into <laughs> as many types of music as possible. Yeah. To be uh, fair, yeah. you are good for that. You have, you have quite a varied uh, branch of taste, don't you? I think, my, I think my parents are quite responsible to that because even to the fact like my dad, one of my dad's favourite bands are Take That. 
and I'm massively like, I can get into the fact that Gary Barlow is an amazing songwriter, but obviously for a, a different reason yeah. than to, to we think. But he, he's yeah. a great songwriter because he knows pop music and he knows his artists and he knows his uh, audience and it's great. That's what, yeah, that's what and, I uh, say. Yeah, so, they, they laugh at me if I say you turn around. And um, one of my favourite groups you now, like, like ABBA or Bee Gees, and everyone yeah. like Beach Boys, well, them, like that, amazing. The harmony is absolutely like, yeah. like you can't beat. Um, like the songs are just ridiculous what they turned out, and it's like all of a sudden, like for certain, but it's not cool to like them. It's like I don't care. It's like I think, yeah, but that's yeah, the thing. The like, are and I love gold. all that cheesy pop music because they know exactly what they're going for. And I love, mm. I love artists that write their songs. And you've songs got to remember at the time exactly who are listening different. to it, even if it's like two people. If they know if they know their style and there's two people that love that kind of music and they write those music to those exact two people and they're smashing it, I'm all about that. If you know yeah. your audience and you've got great tunes, that's all that matters. Definitely agree with that totally. Everything that you've said there. Um, so what about um live music? What was um what was like the first gig that you went or band, whatever it may have been that you went you went to? If you've probably got a really cool one that I don't want to hear. My one was, I was 13, so it was in 2007, and it was the Bigger Bang Tour, Rolling Stones, my first ever gig. And the, oh, the of course it was. <laughs> it was. With my best mate, Logan. I knew it was, was going to be so really cool like that. Hey? I knew it was going to be so really cool like that. I know, it genuinely was. It's I annoying. remember we spent 160 quid on a ticket, and yes, it's a lot of money now, even back then. I sound so old, or back then it was a lot of money. <laughs> but yeah. But it was, yeah. I, even now he doesn't play that. I play, back, in I the, back in the 60s, mate. Yeah. yeah. There yeah, was a lot of money. Six pence a week. But now, like, a couple of years ago, I saw him at West Ham Stadium, and it was only 100 quid. So, you know, it was a lot of money for then. And uh, it was our birthday treats. And uh, me and my mate, and we, that was the first band I religiously got into. And I followed everything. I literally went through their discography, everything they ever had. You're talking singles, like B-sides, other takes, all stuff like that. You know, when, when I get into someone, I'll proper get into it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. but yeah, so it was, it was amazing. And I'll never forget it. It was, yeah, it was absolutely just like, imagine 13, 13 year old watching Keith, Ronnie and Mick and Charlie like in front of you. Just blew our socks off, mate. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Haven't, haven't been a... Well, I'm going to, I'm going to follow yet. that up with a slightly you know, more... No, again, sorry. Sorry, yeah, what was that, Mark? Oh, no, I was just saying, I haven't, uh, they're on my bucket list to watch, not got, not got around to watching them yet, so uh, quite Absolutely. jealous. Absolutely, I'd love to go tell, and see the Stones. Tell you what, mate, don't let their age, like, you know, fool you or anything, they, they just, they perform just as good, mate, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, mate, it's have you seen that, um, that documentary on Netflix, Ole, 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 or whatever it's called? Oh, the Brazil one, they did on the uh, beach. Oh, good, mate. It's the biggest live gig recorded, isn't it? Like millions. It was a yeah, free did, well I can't remember beach. where they went. Rio, isn't it? Where they went. They know? went to a country. No, uh, it, they went to like so, so a South American tour. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, weren't it to so, Cuba yeah. or something? South American. Was, was that that one? Yeah, Cuba. That was it. So, um, and then they went to Cuba, and it was the first ever concert because it American music was banned yeah. until the nineties yeah, yeah, in yeah. Cuba. Like they couldn't even listen to American music. They had to, they had to listen to music within their own country. And uh, apart from Barack Obama, they were the the first foreign people to come in and do a thing. And they did a stadium tour, and they show it on on the Netflix thing, and it's absolutely amazing. I've only seen it on Netflix, and I'm like, 
mate. Oh, and in, uh, in, I don't know, if Argentina, in Argentina, they've got basically a religion devoted to the stones. Yeah. They are oh. massive in South America. I was, yeah, yeah, like it's a massive, like, they've, they've literally got a religion. They had, hotel, they had a hotel, right? And they had a mechanical stage, apparently, I've heard, built from the hotel just to get to the stage. Because it was so, it was just congested with so many people. It's ridiculous. Wow. And it's That's literally like in, the, in the documentary. In Argentina, they're literally like, there's blokes that have been into the um, uh, Rolling Stones for years and the fact that um, that Mick has just drove past in a car, they're like breaking down on the floor in tears. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so, so anyway, to follow that <laughs> absolutely amazing yeah, story. I can't wait for this my one. My first concert <laughs> was... It's like a believer, you know isn't it? Do you know what? I'm, I ain't going to bother. <laughs> <laughs> my first concert. <laughs> oh. I've got two answers because one's, one's quite cool. But my first... My first ever concert was so the busted. The question was your first one. Yeah, busted. my first my first ever concert was busted. Because when I was a kid, busted were massive, mate. Busted were the, the thing to go to. Don't make him good. Steve, man. you were probably <laughs> Steve, you were probably like what, 34 when busted come out or something? Exactly. So you know, they're, they're way, way after my time, mate. But I was a, I was a little kid when busted come out and uh and yeah, they were massive. And obviously, going to that, that was my first ever concert, first ever experience, the fact that people... And I'll tell you who supported McFly. I don't fuck about, mate. McFly, I'm supported. <laughs> you got and mugged five. off, Do you remember five? You got mugged off, they're a banner. Five make you get down now. Do you remember that song? Yeah, I thought it was a I tell you, yeah, Boys exactly. are the best. Boys are the best boy band. But anyway, yeah, so busted with my first concert. And I remember, I literally remember being on the shoulders of my stepdad and being like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then when I was old enough to sort of uh, not buy my own tickets or I was old enough to ask my parents for for tickets for my birthday or whatever to go see someone, I went to see, I said earlier on, Green Day. Because my mum had that American Idiot album mm -hmm. and I thought, that's the bollocks. Yeah. And, uh, in future, yeah, mate, I'd, I'd leave that one. <laughs> That's why I said I've got two answers, mate, but my first ever concert was busted. And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed. My dad taught me, the take that saviour taught me to never be ashamed. <laughs> never forget, as Gary Barlow would say. Mate, I'm not, knock I'm not knocking him. But yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the first the first concert I went to when I was like, oh my god, this is like amazing and like the stage presence. I don't know if you've ever seen Green Day. It's like another level. They just like the fact that they were playing Wembley Stadium, and there's three of them, and they were running about the stage, and uh, yeah, just going absolutely mental. And it was and they bring people up from the crowd, and yeah, I remember watching it and being yeah. like, this is what I need to do. Even if it, I'm that kid that gets pulled up on stage, yeah, I need to stand in front of these people and play music because that's I feel like watching it and I was like, that's that's the one. Absolutely, excellent. How's that for an answer, Steve? Yeah, that, it still don't top the stones though, does it? Anyway, <laughs> next question, please, Mark. 
Correct. Correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you're putting together a music festival uh, where you guys are the headline act. So you've, you've, you're at the top now. You've made it. Brilliant. Which three yeah. bands would you have as your support? Are we answering separately or together? Entirely up to you guys. Do it separately. Are I they think. allowed Something to? Are they still? Are they? Are the bands allowed to still be together, or do uh, they, uh, can they have broken up? Yeah, go on. If uh, they could be broken. Well, oh, let's want to do it realistically. They've got no, back no, together. Not They've got back together for you guys, especially. Oh, okay. Right. Well, obviously, Oasis. Was it, was it three Oasis or five? One. Uh, we're gonna, we'll go with three. Oh yeah. Well, Oasis would be one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oasis would be yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, we'll but, see but you have to. Cat, Catfish, Blossoms, Sabian. Sabian. There's so many. Mum, big. My definitely Arctic Oasis. Arctic Monkeys be a mine, and Black Rebel Motorcycle yeah, Club, um, BRMC. We're in the same band, mate. We've got pigs. We're on the same bill. Oh, oh Wu Tang. Yeah, Can yeah. we have that? <laughs> I def- I, I, I'm a massive fan. Hey, someone in like Wu Tang Clan, that'd be sick. Public Enemy. Nice. And then like Miles Davis. Davis. Uh, BRMC, absolutely love that band. I think they're great. Yeah, they're really good. Band. Yeah, they're literally one of my Have you heard of... Um, yeah, sick. Have you heard of Kaleo? Oh, I don't know how to pronounce the name. K-A-L-E-O. Yeah. I saw them at Lollapalooza, funny enough, when I was seeing BRMC, and they were, they were good. But they were... They were don't, I'm not knocking them. They were, they were good, but it was just that kind of music, though. Do you know what I mean? I, I just feel like at the time, everyone's trying to be the Black Keys. Just yeah, like, I was gonna say it's proper black keys, but yeah, listen yeah. to Kaleo. There's it's a it's a proper like black keys that sort of like that mm. vibe. It's sick, mm-hmm. mate. It's a really good album. There's an album that they're is brought from, out with a, a handprint on the front. It's really good. Yeah, they're from like Switzerland or somewhere, aren't they? Oh, okay. You know, what I found out the other day that um, the hives and uh, like from uh, Finland or something like that. Where are they from? Sweden. Like, yeah. Scandinavian. Yeah, I, I did not that. know that. No, you didn't. I saw it on a documentary, mate. No, I told you that. <laughs> you didn't. I hate to say <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> that is a banging tune. Thank that you is. very much. I'll be here all week. <laughs> so um, you're uh, you're hosting a dinner party. Uh, which three musicians would uh, would you invite? I need to get another beer. Right. Oh, yeah, beer actually. Um, yeah. I okay, I'll go first. I would go for the king, Elvis. Yeah, they can be nice. dead or alive. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. It's loads, but yeah, it'd be Elvis Presley, John Lennon, and Kurt Cobain. See, I was gonna say Kurt Cobain because Kurt Cobain is my hero, but I feel like a, a dinner party probably wouldn't bring that much to it, so I thought of it. From a dinner party point of view. Right. So I'd go Liam Gallagher. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Or interchangeable with any member of Motley Crue. That would be a that wouldn't be a dinner party. That'd be a funeral, mate. (laughs) Yeah, so Ozzy can change with any member of Motley Crue. But Liam Gallagher, who's my who's my final person? I can't remember. Uh, Elton John would be a good one. 
so lucky he'd be, he'd be a last. Amy, Amy Winehouse would be cool. Amy Winehouse, that was my other one. Amy, yeah. yeah. Amy Winehouse. She'd be interesting. So I'd go Liam, Ozzy and Amy. Nice. There's uh, some great choices in there between the two of you. I I would uh, be interested to see if I would... Let alone who they are and the conversation you'd have. The party that you'd have with Liam, Ozzy and Amy would be off the charts. Off the scale. (laughs) Yeah. the bloody charts night so um unfortunately that is the end of the podcast um i've had an absolute blast doing it i hope that hey. you two have as well um thanks again as i said at the beginning for coming on um and oh, thank uh, you mate yeah i've loved it good glad, thank glad you, to mate. hear yeah. it no thank you thank you very much and i hope that the people that um are listening as well have, uh, have enjoyed it and, and finding out a little bit more about yeah, the band, I, hope we, I hope we haven't chatted too much rubbish <laughs> oh, no, yeah. you definitely haven't. You can speak for yourself. <laughs> I just chatted. I definitely right? have. <laughs> so, um, don't forget to follow the band across their uh, social media channels. More importantly, buy their records uh, and stream it when it comes out at midnight tonight. Um, and obviously, when they announce uh, some gigs, get down and uh, and support them. I wish you both and the band massive massive success for the future um because i think you're on to something uh, wise is, is a brilliant song for me um so please click subscribe on your podcast listening provider and tell your friends not just about me but more importantly about the band thanks very much for listening cheers guys thank you thank you